Hello and welcome to Seven Jars of Hot Pickled Peppers, all about healing after a stroke. I'm Christine, a stroke survivor. I had a pontine hemorrhagic stroke, and I understand how recovery can be a real roller coaster ride. My hope is to help other stroke survivors transform the ups, the downs, and the scary drops into something more manageable, more like the carousel. And you even get to pick your own horse. Welcome to the podcast of Seven Jars of Hot Pickled Peppers, Season 1, Episode 9, Part 1, Stroke Early Supported Discharge Program, ESD. The information and conversations in these podcasts are general in nature and do not replace the care and instruction that you receive from your doctor or therapist. Please discuss your own personal needs and circumstances with your healthcare provider. You can join the conversation through email at 7 peppers at gmail.com or you can tweet us at number 7, capital J, small a-r-s or on Facebook at 7 peppers. This week's quote of the cast. The difference between who you are and who you want to be is what you do. Unknown. Time in managing a stroke is of utmost importance. First, it is the time to act medically to the emergency to try and mitigate the effects of a stroke and protect life. Second is the time managing the recovery so a stroke survivor can start working on regaining skills that may have been lost. Stroke is the leading cause of disabilities in adults in Canada. The main goal of stroke rehabilitation is to help survivors relearn skills that may have been lost by the part of the brain the stroke affected. The severity of stroke complications and the ability to recover vary widely as each stroke is as unique as the person affected. Research has found that stroke survivors who participated in a focused stroke rehabilitation program were able to regain more of what the stroke took than people who didn't. Rehabilitation is an essential component as it enables stroke survivors to reach their optimal physical, cognitive, emotional, and functional levels. There are many approaches to stroke rehabilitation and many therapists who can help. A survivor's rehab plan depends on the effects of the stroke. The sooner stroke rehab can begin, the more likely lost abilities and skills will be regained, at least to some extent. Sometimes rehab will start as soon as 24 to 48 hours after, while you're still in the hospital even. For me, a physical therapist had me practicing walking with trekking poles while I was still a patient. But what about when you leave the hospital? Once discharged, rehab may become more obscure as it can take on different forms. Maybe your rehab is a list of exercises for you to practice at home. Maybe it's visiting a rehab clinic once or twice a week, or maybe living and participating in an intense rehab unit in a hospital. 
I felt very fortunate. While I was still in the hospital, trying to comprehend what had happened, the hospital staff told me about an amazing program offered right from their hospital. It was called Stroke Early Supported Discharge, or ESD. It was a home-based program for stroke survivors. They had a dedicated group of professionals who could help with each part of my recovery, even a social worker. They were concerned for me as a whole person. While describing the program, I felt resistance because I still didn't believe I'd even had a stroke, but they offered me a carrot. If I agreed to the rehab of their program, I could go home. I jumped at the chance, not realizing how lucky I was. They were offering me what I needed most to become what I wanted to be after my stroke. For me, an early start on rehabilitation after my stroke was so important for and during my recovery. It made me feel supported and reminded me I wasn't alone. The benefit of having the therapists come to my house also made it easier to continue my exercises after they left due to practicing them in my own home. It was more realistic. The therapists were always so supportive and positive, and if the weather was nice, we could go outside. They were flexible and innovative, using things from my home for the exercises, making me feel more involved. It was less clinical, making me feel more comfortable. Sometimes it felt like I was having a friend over for tea. I also had more energy for the exercises since I didn't need to travel to a hospital or a clinic. Having ESD come to my home was the cornerstone to my recovery and acceptance of what it meant to be a stroke survivor. I'd like to introduce today's guest. Melissa is the occupational therapist and team lead for the Stroke Early Supported Discharge Team at St. Mary's Hospital in Camrose. In 2017, she completed the University of Alberta Post-Baccalaureate Certificate in Stroke Rehabilitation, which included a final project proposal on determining if Skype for business is an effective means of enhancing stroke early supported discharge services for rural stroke survivors. She has a special interest in enhancing best practice and access to rehabilitation services for rural clients. This episode was taped on location at St. Mary's Hospital in Camrose, Alberta, Canada. Welcome, Melissa, and thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so pleased to have you here to share your expertise about the wonderful program you lead. Oh, thank you so much, Christine, for for having me. Um, We are really excited that you asked me to join your podcast, and it's been a really amazing um, experience for us to see you start this this podcast. So, um, and it's always a pleasure to connect with you. So thank you for having me today. Well, thank you. I'm here today because of you, but uh, we'll talk more about that. So can you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? 
Sure. Um, so I'm an occupational therapist. I've been um, an OT since 2003. Time goes by quite quickly wow. when you're having a good time. <laughs> um, I've worked in a variety of practice settings. And for the past five years, my focus has been on implementing home-based stroke rehabilitation for stroke survivors. I also have two beautiful girls um, and a great family. And um, I really strive to create a really good work-life life balance for myself. Oh, good for you. I know that was something I had struggled with. But now you're the team lead for the Stroke Early Supported Discharge. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, the Stroke Early Supported Discharge team is a rehab service that helps transition stroke survivors from acute or rehabilitation hospitals home as soon as they are safely able to be at home to provide daily intensive rehabilitation within their own home environment. Wow. We, um, we know that people have the most support at home and mm-hmm. that helps promote the most and the fastest healing. So we really try to get people home um, as soon as they're able to, to be there. That's fantastic. Well, I know for me, the benefit was incredible. So how long has um, ESD, which is the acronym for the support or the stroke early supported discharge, how long has ESD been available for stroke survivors? So in Alberta, stroke Mm -hmm. early supported discharge has been longstanding in both Edmonton and Calgary. Oh, and then okay. in, um, in about 2012, 2013, there was an initiative through the Cardiovascular Health, our Heart and Strokes to Teach Strategic Clinical Network okay. to um, implement that model of service throughout the rest of Alberta, focusing on um, specific areas in Alberta where there was a high need. Right. So um, the focus was on some small urban and rural centers. So we're really lucky that um, we were able to, in 2013, start to initiate five additional teams across Alberta. And we're very fortunate in Camrose to be one of those communities that um, does have early supported discharge. For sure. I'm very fortunate too. (laughs) So you said earlier you've been involved with ESD for five years. And um, I believe this year you received an award for the work you do at the ESD. Can you tell us about it? Yeah, sure. So thank you, Christine. We, um, with our Stroke Early Supported Discharge team, we were really lucky this year um, and very honored to be nominated for two of Covenant Health's mission awards. So we were nominated for a Respect Award um, for our work around um, what matters to you. It's like an international campaign that I was hoping to talk about um, a little bit later. And then Uh, We were also nominated for a stewardship award for our work with uh, um, the stroke tele-rehabilitation and implementing Skype for business. And our team was fortunate. We we actually won the, um, we were the recipient of the the mission award for stewardship this year. Um, So we were very grateful. And, um, you know, the most exciting thing for our team is really to see how that work is now being considered um, provincially, and we're starting to work on um, spreading that, that, that is access fantastic. Well, congratulations. Oh, thank you so much. So, you were a big part of, part of that. <laughs> well, I know we did use the Skype, but as you said, we can talk about that more detail. So back to the ESD team. So what types of specialists or therapists are part of the team? 
We do have a comprehensive stroke rehabilitation team. So we have two therapy assistants, an occupational therapist, a speech pathologist, a physical therapist, a recreational therapist, a registered nurse, a social worker, and then we also have an admin assistant and then myself as a team lead. So that's that's our core team, but we also have the ability to consult with other disciplines oh, as okay. we need to. So we can consult dietitian as we need to. We consult our stroke um, prevention nurses and, and cardiac nurses, as well as a neurologist if we need to consult. And then, um, of course, we work with the uh, individuals, a family physician. And so we all just really work together as a team um, to provide the best support for that individual going home. Wow, that's an amazing team. So it's the ESD all home-based? Yeah, so um, our Stroke Early Supported Discharge team is what we would consider home and community-based, meaning... Oh, okay that we facilitate rehabilitation in the client's own environment. So that might be, uh, that might be their home right. or their farm uh. or their business or at recreational facilities. Um, it's really dependent on the client's needs, their wants and um, what, what goals they set for themselves. So each program is really tailored to the individual. Oh, that's amazing. And actually thinking back, I remember some of the therapists and I going for a walk in the park. Yeah. And although the therapy wasn't a walk in the park, it sure helped. (laughs) (laughs) So how many clients can your team help? So on average, over the last four years since starting, um, our our average has been 42.5 individuals. (laughs) individuals per year last year we saw um in 2016 17 18 we saw 49 people and so it you know it really depends on on the year but Mm -hmm. we do seem to see between um 40 and 50 individuals that we provide early supported discharge services to on a yearly basis great and so how far will your team travel from your home base here at saint mary's hospital yeah that's a great question christine so currently we are able to travel travel within one hour's driving distance from from the city of Camrose. And um, really, it's all about our caseload capacity. And it's dependent upon how many people we have on our caseload at any given time and where they where they live. So we try really hard to keep our caseload um, at a number where we can provide the high intensity that of stroke rehabilitation that people need to right. facilitate um, good recovery at home. For sure, that makes sense. And how is someone referred to or able to access or find out about your amazing service? So generally, individuals are referred by their hospital, oh, okay. um, their acute stroke team or physician mm-hmm. prior to leaving the hospital. Um, However, sometimes people may be discharged home um, not without knowledge of the program. And so right. sometimes we do get referrals from, from home care. Um, sometimes individuals themselves have heard about the program. And so mm-hmm. they'll call, particularly people who um, have had their stroke event out, out of province. And so what they may return home and then hear about the program and want to know if they're able to access. Right. And 
you know, when, when we're helping transition someone home from mm-hmm. hospital, it's part of our mandate to really make sure that we are in their environment and providing service as quickly as we can. And so we are, um, we do provide service within one to three days of discharge from hospital. And usually it's around one or two days that we're, we're there to provide support. That's fantastic. Yeah, I know it was only a several days after I left the hospital and Ken was cleaning the house in preparation, although I don't think any of you would have minded. <laughs> no, and you know, that's that's something that people often talk about because we are going into their home environment and um, that can be intimidating or, or nerve-wracking for people when it's this whole team of individuals coming in. And so, you know, we really try our best to make sure we we, we say that we're not there, you know, yeah. to to look at your home. We're there. <laughs> we're there for you. And we've had um, in the last several months, we've had a couple individuals that was that really um, wanted some time before right. we were coming into their home. And so we were able to use some technology to facilitate some early oh. rehabilitation and then um, go in when they when they were comfortable to have us come into their home. That's fantastic. And I think that's part of the success of your team is you're so respectful of your clients and you work on what works for them. It's fantastic. So are there any costs involved for the stroke survivor to access the service? No. In Alberta, we are so fortunate um, to have publicly funded health care. And so any services that our um, our team provides are um, covered under under that. Oh, yeah, that is fantastic. So you had talked about other ESDs in Alberta. Are there other ESDs in Canada? That's another really great question, Christine. So in Alberta, like I mentioned, we do mm-hmm. have seven teams across the province. Five of those are small, urban, or rural, with two being larger urban teams. Okay. And in Canada, there are varying forms of early supported discharge in other provinces. And that's something when we um, look at national health care that we really look at other services and how it's being provided. And when the early supported discharge team was being implemented in Alberta, um, we did go to other provinces, not me personally, but right. other people did consider that um, in some of the other provinces, the early supported discharge team is more clinical based or clinic based rather than home based meaning that the individual would travel to the clinic um, on a daily basis to receive that intense therapy Um, so you know I'm a little bit biased I think but I really feel that in Alberta we're quite fortunate and we really love our Alberta ESD (laughs) model I think it's fantastic too So from my experience with the ESD, we sometimes used video conferencing. Remember the first time I talked to the registered nurse who was part of the team. So that was if a therapist was unable to travel. It was also something you presented at the National um, Stroke Congress. Can you tell us a little bit more about video conferencing? Yeah, absolutely, Christine. Um, video conferencing um, is something that we recently incorporated and we're really excited about um, about being able to do that and then helping um, the province look at spreading that with other rehabilitation teams. 
Um, video conferencing is also referred to as telerehabilitation. Okay. And um, it's, it's an, like I said, an exciting new initiative that we piloted in 2016. And since then, we've transitioned to Skype for Business. So ah. we are providing telerehabilitation mm -hmm. through clinical Skype for Business. So this option has really enabled our team to provide specific services faster and more often in, while increasing individual our client satisfaction and saving some travel resources that right. we can then reinvest into more client care. So some of the examples that I can give um, are, you know, previously we might have been able to travel to see somebody once a day. Right. But now we might see them twice a day, once a day face to face within their home. And right. then another time through telerehabilitation or Skype for business um, to increase that intensity of rehabilitation so right. we can provide provide more services. Um, and in Alberta, of course, we have we have weather mm -hmm. um, problems now <laughs> time to time. And um, sometimes on snow days or um, there are times when it's not safe for our team to travel. For sure. And so then on those days, we are very fortunate to still be able to provide some service through the through the Skype for businesses. And and, you know, and sometimes when we have one of our team members in the home, there might be an urgent question that comes up. Mm -hmm. And because we're traveling in all different directions, we might right. not be able to get the physio to that person or the nurse right away. And so we can use this technology to help get answers to their questions in a quite a quick manner, which is um, we've received really great feedback from. Oh, well, it sounds like a win-win situation for sure. I mean, the way technology is going and... I think the video conferencing is so much more personal than just a telephone call because you can see the facial expressions, the explanations are just that much more complete. That's fantastic. So would you broaden your distances for maybe someone who's more remote through video conferencing? Yeah, so we've, we've been talking about that. And one of the things that we've recently been able to do um, with the Grand Prairie Stroke Early Supported Discharge Team, their speech pathologist was off. Um, and so they, they weren't able to provide service to certain oh. people because they didn't have a speech pathologist on their team. So we were able to connect in with their team and allow them to take those clients on their caseload. And our speech pathologist was be able to support, set up treatment programs that their therapy assistants could, could provide. And so we're starting provincially to look at how ways that we can do that to, right. um, to support all of the teams across the province and ensure that, um, that the individuals that need the help mm -hmm. are getting it. And really, at the end of the day, the most important thing through early supported discharge or um, Skype for business is that we are providing the best care mm -hmm. um, to everyone in the province, regardless of geography and where they live. Oh, just so amazing. Thank you. So while working with the therapists myself who came to my house, we set many goals, which we talked about in episode three with Dan, uh, one of your therapists on your team. So what do you see as goals for the future of ESD? Oh, thank you for that question, Christine. Um, and that was a great session, by the way, with Dan. And um, just like we really focus on helping our clients develop their own goals, our team does continuous goal setting for quality improvement. 
So yearly and um, sometimes twice a year, we're really looking at our process, what we provide our service and, and setting goals. And often those goals are based on new best practice recommendations that are coming oh, okay. out from Heart and Stroke Canada. And so if there's new research, new best practice that is coming out, we're making sure that we stay on top of the new research and then um, incorporate um, those goals as we're, as we're doing quality improvement. And you know, the future of early supported discharge is really exciting as our team continues to focus on um, on those improvements and incorporating things like Skype for Business. Right. There's also a couple pilot projects that are happening across the province on implementing early supported discharge, the mo- that model of service with other diagnosis. Really? So we're where um, there's one um, being done with traumatic brain injury and also with frail elderly. So it'll be really exciting to see how that turns out and what that future of ESD might hold. Oh my gosh. So you're a real, ESD has been a real leader for helping people in their homes. And oh, that is so exciting. Um, you had talked when we were talking about your award that you wanted to talk about um, some other things that were exciting and happening. Could you share those with us? Sure. So um, one of the things that happens yearly is that there is um, there is a campaign, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's June sixth. That was yesterday. And it's an international campaign called "What Matters to You Day," oh. and so it's a campaign about encouraging people to listen more deeply, whether you are a care provider a patient, a family member, or a caregiver, and really encouraging everyone to communicate to their healthcare providers what really truly matters to them. And so that's something that our team has really embraced. And last year, we really worked on trying to empower mm-hmm. our um, our clients and the stroke survivors to make sure that they had the tools they needed to voice what was really important to them, to their care providers. Oh, that is so amazing. Your team is really on the cutting edge of providing such a wonderful program. So I know from my own personal experience, what a significant role ESD played in my recovery and my acceptance, because my acceptance was probably just as hard as my recovery from the physical symptoms. But here I am doing better every day. Are there any other stories of success you can share? Yeah, and well, I we are Christine so um, so delighted, I guess, and to see how what you've done and um, to see you experience your stroke journey and start doing things like this podcast and finding ways to you know bring meaning to your life and then bringing meaning and support to other stroke survivors. So I just first of all want to congratulate you on that. I think this is a powerful tool, just connecting people together to be able to support each other. Well, thank you. I mean, that's what we should always do, give back as much as we Aww. can. Um, and so I, I can't share specific stories with you, but I can tell you that we've seen individuals from ages 21 to 101. Um, we've seen many people return to passions in life, whether it be their work, mm-hmm. their businesses, their volunteering, their family roles, 
or find new activities that provide meaning to them. Um, And so it's a very rewarding um, field to be in, to see people go on and accomplish their goals and then be able to um, say that they've found that meaning back in their life lives after such a such a um, a significant life change right oh that must just warm your hearts constantly to be a part of someone's journey because I know you're a big part of mine so I guess lastly any words of last words for stroke survivors yeah I think um, I think you what you've given people um, is probably more than than what I could say you know, give right now. But I think, Christine, um, one of the things, our family, you know, we just were in Disney. We weren't just in Disney World. And so one of the quotes that I love, that's a Disney quote, is just all our dreams come true if we just have the courage to pursue them. And so I would just say to every stroke survivor, every caregiver, um, every family member, to just really have the courage to pursue your goals no matter what the obstacles might be and um, make sure that you take the time and you find that courage within yourself to be able to um, express those needs and what you need to your care provider because we're all here to provide the service um, that, that, that you want and we're all striving to provide excellent care. Those are inspirational words thank you so much and yeah reminding people they're not alone and that was a big part for me as well such words of wisdom your your whole team is amazing and they're so lucky to have such a um inspirational and forward-thinking leader like yourself thank you so much for sharing your knowledge about this amazing rehabilitation program available for stroke survivors (laughs) Um, and as melissa said call your local hospital or healthcare center to find out if your community has a stroke early supported discharge program in your area if there isn't an esd they may be able to recommend something else whatever rehab you are able to participate in remember to take it just one day at a time And no, as Melissa said, you're not alone on your journey to do whatever it takes to become who you want to be. Now it's time for Speak to the Tweet. Here's a message we received recently. I just wanted to share, I also love hot pickled peppers. You should try them on pizza. Thanks so much for the message. Hot pickled peppers on pizza is one of my favorites. If you haven't tried it, you gotta. This week's joke of the week. I finally figured out what is wrong with my brain. On the left side, there is nothing right. And on the right side, there is nothing left. Ah, groan time. Today's Stroke Link. 
Hey Ken, wasn't Melissa amazing? I learned so much today, even though I was fortunate enough to be part of the ESD. I feel blessed to have had their support during my recovery. Well, I did too. Having them in our house uh, helped me a lot as well. It took a, a lot less time out of my work day because I didn't have to drive back and forth to the hospital for your sessions. For sure. I was lucky that when I had my stroke, I was in a hospital that recommended the ESD. But I wanted to know how someone who may not know about stroke rehab would find out more. Well, I was interested in that too. Um, I did a Google search. Uh, for our area, I typed in Alberta Health Services and then went to their homepage. And after, uh, after I typed in ESD into the search box, I found all kinds of information. You know, I tried that too, and it gave services offered by specific regions in Alberta, as well as a form for referral to become part of an ESD program. Yeah, there was lots of other information there too, including, uh, well, there was newsletters and there was, uh, there was the number for uh, HealthLink, which is 811. Right, that's the Alberta number for HealthLink. And in our FAST section, we talk about the Canada-wide number for HealthLink. If you want to find out more about ESD in your area, in Alberta, Canada, just type in Alberta Health Services and then ESD in the search box. But you could try this for other parts of Canada as well. Yeah, you can also type into Google uh, Stroke Rehab and then your area for services close to you. It's kind of funny. I typed in Stroke Rehab in India and there were many websites and rehabilitation services for strokes in the area there. That's amazing. Well, we recommend typing in Stroke Rehab in your area if you're not from Alberta, Canada, to find services that can help you with recovery. But for Alberta, type in Alberta Health Services and then ESD into the search box. Last but not least, remember FAST, F-A-S-T. If you or a loved one experience any changes in your face, arm, or speech, time to get yourself to the hospital quickly. You can call 911 in Canada for emergencies, or for inquiries, you can call HealthLink in Canada at 1-866-408-5465 and talk to a healthcare professional. Hey, so that's our show for this week. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and leave us a comment on Podbean. If you have any questions or comments, jokes or ideas for future topics, don't hesitate to get a hold of us. Please also visit our webpage at www.7jarsofhotpickledpeppers.com. So until next time, remember, everything will be okay in the end. If it's not okay, then it isn't the end. Goodbye and good health.